Good morning and praise King Jesus. How's everybody today? I want to thank you all for the, the feedback on um, this, the, the episode for um, The Happy Slave. I've got so much feedback and um, your feedback has also created avenues for God to speak to me more about this subject. So it's going to be an interesting one. But first, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for this day. This is the day that you have made and we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you for everybody that's listening to this podcast. I thank you for the people that have been listening since we started chatting. Most importantly, I thank the Holy Spirit because you have not left this equation. Every time somebody comes in with a question or comment, you're quick to give me an answer to give back to them. I thank you so much for making me a go-between, for using me as a vessel to put your word across. And as I start to share, I invite you, Holy Spirit, come and take your place. Come and use me to the best of my ability. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Hi everybody. <laughs> Wait. Um if you haven't listened to um The Happy Slave, I suggest you listen to The Happy Slave first and then you can come back to this episode because um that way the story will flow better for you, okay? Right. Today I have been um on the mountain in my secret place altar prayer room whichever you wish to call it and i was doing romans chapter 7 verses 7 to 10 and there god spoke to me and gave me an answer to a question that one of my listeners threw back at me yesterday somebody said to me i don't remember her name and i don't want to share names anyway (laughs) she said to me um, you know what, Michelle, this whole submission thing, it's, it's so weird or interesting. God expects um, women to submit and men to love. But why is it that it's much easier for women to love? Like women are more emotional. They, women like to show love. It, comes, it almost comes naturally to show love. Yeah? And, um, and then... The, the men as a year compared to the men so it should have been the women to show love <laughs> and the men to submit that's how I understood it like the roles would have been much easier if they were reversed yeah yeah I read the question I thought about it and laughed and and I left it at that um, I, I, I understood where she came from you know um, but now, as I was um, reading Romans chapter 7, her story, her question came back to me. And um, I think I'll pick up, I'll pick out part of um, verse 7 and 8, and then we can carry on talking, yeah? Romans chapter 7, verse 7. Oh, by the way, before I go deeper into the word, I'd like to introduce everybody that's here with me. I am here with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I'm surprised by um, the um, 
by the cocks in this house not in this house but in um outside of the house but part of the home we have um, a whole lot of chicken out there so every time i'm here and um, talking to my god and they kind of interject so you will notice that when i'm recording you'll hear the cock crow every now and then so don't be don't be don't jump up in um don't be frightened or surprised they're all part of um the team yeah we coexist happily praise king jesus <laughs> the roosters gosh okay uh, let's run quickly to romans chapter 7 verse 7 and 8 mm-hmm. what shall we say then is the law sin certainly not on the contrary i would not have known sin except through the law for i would not have known covetousness unless the law said you shall not covet verse 8 but sin taking opportunity by the commandment produced in me all manner of evil desire for apart from the law sin was dead yeah it sounds a bit uh, blurry there that's how i felt when i read it but when i sat here in the presence of the lord much longer he he, he went ahead um, to reveal to me more of it and as meditating on verses 7 to 10 and, and what I picked up was, okay, if there was not the, if there was no law, I mean, what is the law? Moses, Moses brought the laws, yeah, the Ten Commandments. After Israel had sinned, and, and God was upset because they worshipped a calf, and Moses went back to the mountain and and came up with this tablet of um, the Ten Commandments. That is the law, yeah. So. But the minute Moses brought um, the Ten Commandments and said, we are not supposed to do this, we are not, like for example here we're given um, in, in verse 7, yeah, it says, on the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law said, you shall not covet. Right? <laughs> so the minute Moses said, uh, Moses brought the law and the law said you shall not covet then sin took an opportunity yeah by this commandment and produced all manner of evil desire yeah and and, and then people found that the, 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 the covetousness was appealing you know it there's something about human nature like from the days of Adam whatever we are told not to do we find ourselves doing hmm? that's a scripture as well what I don't want to do, I find myself doing. But that which I am meant to do, I do not do. Like that is the nature of men. We are of sinful nature. Yeah. So if there was no law, then there would not have been sin. Hmm? For apart from the law, sin was dead. Right? <laughs> Why, Holy Spirit, so much is going on in my head. Help me, Holy Spirit, to bring out what I have picked up from this um, reading. Okay, let me. I like to give an example first, so that I can appeal to. I can. I, I can give an example of um, my life, real life, so I can appeal to your life, and then we can go back and look at the Jesus way of it, and then we come to a conclusion and hopefully live more peaceful lives. Right? Yes. So um, I can pick out a scenario again 
this will appeal to families. I think this is a family podcast, a setting of mom, dad, and children, especially a big family. For example, um, I got married at a very late age, praise King Jesus. And uh, when I got married to my husband, he had other kids already, yeah? And I had my child too. Actually, I'll say kids, right? Because I've got so many children. That's a one day I'll tell you about my children. Yeah. So, and then also in my house, whoever comes into this house, be it a help or a gardener, they automatically become my children. Like I don't waste time telling them or treating them like they're my own children. So they quickly adopt to calling me mommy. And, and that gives us a big, big household, right? <laughs> yeah. So this will appeal to um, a, a big family and it will help somebody out there that's looking to get married and um, God gives them a husband that's already got children or they've probably already got their own. So th- this can be something to, to bear in mind for when you get into this sort of arrangement. Praise God. Amen. So... Um, yeah, I want to give you an example. When when my husband and I started living together, he came in and um, automatically assumed the role of head of the house, which is expected of him because men are heads of the house, right? They're the heads of the family. And um, as a head, he was quick to notice um that there needed to be order in the house, yeah? And the best way to, to create order in the house with very many children was to set up some rules, right? And then we we went through this um, phase where there was almost a need to gather the house, to have a meeting, like on a weekly basis of, guys, do not do this. Do not, thou shall not consume the entire loaf of bread in one day or that's just an example um thou shall not watch tv after 10 p.m um thou shall make sure there's no dirty dishes in the kitchen after lunch um and and my household has got only boys (laughs) praise king jesus yeah most of my children are boys so Again, we'll revisit the, the law of thou shall not eat like the world is coming to an end. You don't have to eat six. You don't have to make six eggs for breakfast. You know, you, you'll never be full up just by eggs, you know, omelette. So there was all of that, right? But then there's something about human beings. We are naturally, what we are told not to do I don't know what happens. It's like there's a chip in a chip in us. I think I actually know because look, from the days of Adam, our very own original granddad, the minute they were told, "Thou shall not eat from that tree in the middle of the garden," there, the wife and the husband, Adam and Eve, went ahead and ate. Obviously, it was not by their power. It it was by the enemy, the cunning serpent, that tempted them. And then they did what they're not supposed to do. And the minute they defaulted, the Bible says, whoa, shall we run there quickly? 
I like to reference scripture all the time so you guys can know I am not speaking out of my box. I am only saying what my father, my father in heaven has said to me. Yeah, I think it's in the fall, Genesis chapter 3. Hmm? Where, where, Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Yeah. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. <laughs> so what they were not told to do looks desirable to them, courtesy of the devil, right? Verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Verse 8. And they heard a sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees in the garden. So this is what I'm saying. The minute this, the, the law comes in like, do not do this. The enemy starts to speak to you in um, different ways of how it's actually easier for you to do it. And, and, and you know, gives us all manner of reasons. And and, and and the thing is, the minute God is always watching like he is ever present. And the minute we default, that's when the Holy Spirit comes in to convict. Why have you done this? And we let's run quickly back to the home setting. So daddy comes in, thou shall not do this, thou shall not do that. Gives them a list of rules and they're all seated cross-legged on the carpet listening to him like, yeah, yes dad, yes dad. And that's it. The minute he walks away, <clears throat> it doesn't take long for them to default because Adam is their granddad. But then, dad has spoken. Hallelujah. So in this equation, we shall equate dad to God. And it is not us equating again. I can quickly take you to um, Genesis chapter 1, um, uh, verse 26 it says let us make man in our own image let us make adam in our own image so and and the other day i took you to um was it first corinthians chapter 11 where is the book of corinthians there's thessalonians there's philippians there's Colossians, but I can't find Corinthians. Help me, Lord, to find Corinthians. Okay. Um, First Corinthians. Sorry, guys, we're taking a bit of time that we have to look into this so that we get the depth of our story. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7. For a man indeed ought not to cover. Again, First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7. It reads, For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. Hallelujah. So the man was created in the image and glory of God. So that's how... My husband walks in and he's representing God in my house. Praise God. 
year. So in this family, as we discuss, we shall discover husband equals to God. And then we'll, probably the, the, the children, the house, the children in the home will represent Israel. We'll see as we go, right? So as soon as he gives us all these, the, the kids all these rules, it doesn't take long for him to come back complaining because they, they've fallen short, yeah? Because that's in their nature. And then uh, the anthem in the house is, why don't these kids listen? Can they do anything right? Did I not stop you from doing this? So it creates an environment of what is wrong with your children? Can't you tell right from wrong? Did I not tell you not to do this? Yeah? So... <laughs> And then, then there's a bit of a, whoa, we're in so much trouble. Oh, dad is upset with us. And um, they start to be, I don't know. They get into trouble. But then when it's time for consequences, they're super scared. And you're thinking, why did you do it in the first place? But now I have the answer. That's who we are, naturally. The minute the law came in, sin came knocking. Hmm? So I noticed that these kids, that the anthem of um, these kids don't listen was going to, co- to go on and on and on in the home. So I said, you know what, now I have to come in. I have to step in as Jesus, like to intercede, yeah, <laughs> to, 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 to cover them. So I said, uh, and, and he was getting frustrated. He still does. Like, oh, what's the matter with these children? Yeah. And then the kids are walking around like, oh, you're so scared of dad. So as a, as a wife, I have to step in like Moses. So in this equation, the wife becomes Moses. Yeah. So I said to dad, you know what? If you have anything to say to them, you can go through me. Tell me and I'll tell them. Why? Why do I do that? Because I have noticed that if this carries on, there'll be so much there'll be so much friction or the, 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 the household will not be one unit with dad on the other side and the kids on the other side and, and, and dad has every right to tell them what they're supposed to do, yeah? And, and then the kids, they have that sinful nature, yeah? So the, the, it's a roller coaster. It goes, the cycle goes on and on and on and on. So I come in. And um, I try to defend or I remind them, guys, remember you were told not to do this. Be careful. Be careful. And then my husband's like, you're very soft with them. You're so soft with them. And, and, and I don't know why. But now uh, as I read my Bible, um, I get a revelation that, whoa, I'm not the first one. I'm just playing Moses here. You know, uh, let me give you an example. Um, Exodus chapter 20 verses 18 21 stay with me we shall get there exodus chapter 20 mm-hmm. the people afraid of god's presence exodus chapter 20 verse 18 exodus chapter 20 verse 18 remember i've put for you a scenario now where the kids are avoiding dad because they know for a fact there's a possibility that they've fallen short of the word not to do. <laughs> yeah. They've fallen short of the glory of their father in this house. Yeah. So 
Exodus 20:18. I'll read for you. Now, all the people witnessed the thunderings. Okay, I'll give you a, a, a brief um, background. These people, they wanted to meet God because always God spoke to Moses and Moses to speak with them. Like, for example, if dad came into this house at the beginning of our marriage and everything he had to tell them, he would go through me. So I would go to them and say, guys, don't do this anymore. Do that. You're not allowed to do this. Do that. You're not allowed to touch this. They would have gotten frustrated at some point and said, but mom, I think you're just being nasty. Daddy can't do that to us because, you know, so why don't we, we want to see dad. Yeah. We want to speak to dad directly because we think you're being malicious or whatever it is. So yeah, Moses, the Lord said to Moses, gather them, get them to cleanse themselves first, and then they can come into my presence. So listen to what happens when the children of Israel come into the presence of their daddy, the Lord God, our God. Exodus chapter 20, verse 18. Now all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar. Verse 19. Then they said to Moses, you speak with us and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. <laughs> right? <laughs> like they saw the wrath of God, the presence of the Lord. There's something about um, men. Remember I told you they're created in the image of God. So when they stand to command and say what's supposed to happen in the house and what shouldn't happen, this is what happens. Thunder, lightning, war, you know? And, and, and no wonder God gave them deep voices. Why have you done this? You know? So anyway, verse 20, and Moses said to the people, do not fear for God has not come to test you and that his fear may be, no, do not fear for God has not come to test you and that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. Hallelujah. So you see the reason, oh, verse 21. So the people stood afar, but Moses drew near to the thickness where God was. The reason why dads set up rules in the home is so that the people do not default yeah like they tell us what not to do so we do not get into trouble but unfortunately when we're told not to do as what not to do as children we we only see the nasty side oh why can't i have that until you do it and realize it's not good for you so this let's go back to our story to our equation in the home setting so this is exactly what happens. Dad speaks with the kids and they're scared. And sometimes the, st- the speaking might involve a few sticks, right? A few strokes. In Africa, it's okay to, to give a few strokes here and there. Yeah? So it creates this setting in a home where there's a huge gap between dad and children. And then I'll get to the mom. Moms, we have the role we have to play the role of Moses. Like we speak to dad, get what dad needs to, needs the house to be like, yeah, if he has a role to pass, and then we, we manage the children. Then that way, there is love between dad and the children. Because again, all of these things God put in place so that the home may be orderly. But the enemy, that cunning snake, 
as described in um, verse 1 of chapter 3 Genesis, Izul is looking for an opportunity to disorganize. Yeah. So the enemy is never too far away. And in, in, in homes, or in family settings, we find that because of the gap between the children and their father, the enemy is so quick to, to put um, all sorts of um, evil desires or bad behavior into the children and the children cannot open up to their dads. For example, a kid can go to school and he's introduced to, for example, um, whatever bad behavior and, and they're frustrated about it, but they cannot open up to their dad because of um, um, that, the thunder that comes with dad's voice, you know? So a kid struggles for a long time with no one to open up to. That's how parents wake up one morning and the child is 24 and the child reveals to them, or I've had this habit since I was eight. And you're thinking, how? You were right under my nose. But the thing is, there was a big wall between the dad and the children that the children could not open up with the dad. Now, my prayer and hope is that the Moses of the home is approachable. Because if they can't tell dad, then they'll tell mom. The drama comes in when mom also starts to thunder around and then the kids can't open up to their parents. So they have to dash off and get sugar daddies or sugar mummies or be abused by the outsiders because that's where they find solace. I used to ask myself, I've got a few kids um, that are from the streets, yeah? Uh, street children, they're my friends. And all of them, the stories they have told me are... My home was, we were rich, like we had a good setting, but then you see, um, for some, mom died, stepmom came along, dad is too strict, stepmom has no time for me, but on the streets, I have a unit, I have togetherness with my boys, they have my back, I have love, yeah, which I did not have at home, even though we had everything, three cars and everything, I find so much peace outside of the house, that's why I ran away from home. So as moms, we have a challenge here as well. As we intercede, as we play Moses, we have to pray that um, we don't... Moses knows the consequences. These children of Israel became too much for him. There's a time they upset him and he went back to God and said, why? On their way from Egypt to, 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 to Canaan, I don't know what, I don't remember what they did, but Moses went back to God and said, I am tired of, of, of getting stick or carrying the baggage of these kids who I didn't even give birth to. You know, he was like he had had it. I wish I could find the verse. But for those of you that are very well conversant with the book of Exodus, you, you, I think you can pick out that bit of the story. He had had it. Like, why do I have to take care of these big children who are not even mine? Yeah. And slowly but surely, the children of Israel triggered anger in Moses. And he became such an angry guy that in the end, he didn't make it to heaven. The first time we experienced Moses' anger, he gets them. When he went to get the tablet with the Ten Commandments, he came back to find them worshipping a calf. So he threw the tablets down and broke them because he was very angry. And, and, and bless him, I think he was angry on behalf of God. But then his anger superseded. 
and then he had to go back to the mountain and make another tablet and that's something to note every time we get angry we're only damaging ourselves so we have to control our emotions as Moseses or as human beings altogether it doesn't matter what the person has done to you it's a case of how do you control yourself because anger is anger There's, there'll always be reasons for people to upset you the question is you cannot control how people act about you but your reaction is what matters praise king jesus then we see another incident for moses or mummy where he's supposed to hit the rock once for the water to come out but he hits it more than once and then that's disobedience god because God said to him, hit the rock once and then the water will come out. This is after the children of Israel had been whining. We don't have water. We are so hungry. We need water in this desert. And that they triggered the anger in him and he hit the rock more than he should have. And then we see poor Moses or poor mommy missing an opportunity to, to make it to the promised land. So moms, I am with you on this one and, and I'll pray along and together and be involved with you so that we um, we stand in our positions as um, messengers of our husbands of god to make sure that the house is in order hallelujah hey i think it's doable it was done in the if, if it is in the bible the bible gives us um these these scenarios as examples yeah so the ideal setting as we have seen, the children of Israel said to Moses, uh-uh, don't let dad speak to us again. You can always, <laughs> they took their place. Let dad speak to you and then you come speak with us. We can handle the drama that comes with hearing dad's instructions. You know, you Moses, you can handle it. So I see that this puts us wives in a very, very, like we carry so much in the family. Like we have all the work. But again, we must stay calm. We must keep our cool. So I think that I think the ideal setting would be, Dad, take your place, sit on the throne, sit in your couch, read your newspapers, watch the news, and then let Moses handle the drama. Step in every now and then where necessary, or Moses will come back to you and complain where Moses can't handle, and then your interface with the kids comes as a oh oh if dad is speaking then it must be urgent as opposed to every evening you're trying to rectify the ten commandments you know to the extent of having to drop them down and and um and then in the end the, the kids can't even face you they have to run off every time you're in in the house yeah and and then that leaves an open door for the for the outsider the enemy the intruder to come in and pollute the family without even your knowledge and, and that's where you get to incidents where there's um different activity in your house like well on the extreme side um people harming themselves in the house and you have no idea kids hanging themselves or I'll stop there. <laughs> I don't want to dwell on the negative side, but anything can happen when you do not know what's going on in your territory, in your home, in your house. So, mums, I'll come back to mums. May God give us the grace to be good Moseses, yeah? To 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 keep the peace and the calm in the house, yeah? We're the shock absorbers. Dad is upset about something. He'll say to you, no, 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 handle your children. And then you go and face the children until sometimes it's too hard for you and you need dad's help 
Because we know when dad speaks, when dad steps in, we saw what happened when God stepped in. The children of Israel could not handle. So dad's only supposed to come in when it's extreme so the kids can stay back in their place. And um, to, to, to go back to my friend's um, question of um, why it should it should have been the the other way around women to love and <laughs> men to submit um here's your answer i think um naturally when we're told what not to do we find we find that that's the easier thing to do and and that's not us it's um the sinful nature in us the the adam the adam gene our genetics um from grandpa adam that that's um that pushes us to think or to believe that that's how it should be but um we pray that by god's grace we all manage to stand in our positions and do what we're supposed to do um yeah i thought i should share that i hope it sheds some light and and creates some um peace in um in the parenting situation in a home I just I'm I'm just pleased this morning that I got um this revelation of um God Moses and the children of Israel as a way of equating it to um dad mom and the children in a home and um yeah that's it ah uh, again I'll speak to um if 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 you if you haven't given your life to Christ I'd love for you to to come along and and give your life to Christ because all of parenting um doing the wife thing or the husband thing or even this setting can be used um in the office as I was speaking to you I was thinking to myself I hope the guys in the corporate world can relate it's rare that you'll find um the director talking to uh, the the coffee girl and in 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 um complaining about this and that and the other or to to the security guard about issues because there's so many people in between the director is um has got the heads of department to speak to and then the heads of department can speak to their departments and then then somewhere in there the receptionist can handle um the coffee girl and and the security guy even you know it, the dad the director has got so much to do board meetings to be going around and handling petty business and then it also creates peace and if you you've noticed in the office setting it's um the, the the director that sits in his office and goes about his business and speaks to whoever he can speak to to speak to whoever they have to speak to is the most loved one the one that walks around poking on everyone's desk is uh, creates an environment of fear so i am praying that this cuts across and speaks to everybody in their respective offices homes and and then um, at the end of it all what we 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 are striving to achieve is peace in a home peace in a workplace peace wherever we are in a church wherever we have been put and all of this can only work if you're friends with god because he'll show you examples of how it was done in the bible and and that is our yardstick that's our benchmark that's what we base on to lead our lives the way that we should so that's why i'm i'm asking uh, you if you haven't given your life to christ please come and give your life to Christ so that God can help you in your situation when God sent Moses to the children of Israel it was always easy for Moses to deliver the message because he had God's back 
and those that tried to disobey Moses, hey, they saw the consequences. Moses' sister Miriam and the other guy, God stepped in, yeah? And then the guys, um, the children of Korah, yeah? Guys, I can't go into details because I don't want to give you long podcasts. Bottom line is, read your Bible. Read your Bible. And give your life to Christ so the Holy Spirit can help you. Right? So as for now, I pray that us wives be good Moseses and our husbands represent God well and the children be well behaved as children of Israel until until Jesus comes in. Because <laughs> when Jesus comes in, he, um, his grace erases the law. Again, I'll send you to the book of Romans. I'm sorry. I'm always sending you to different parts of the Bible. Read your Bible. Okay. If you haven't given your life to Christ, put your hand in your heart. Lord Jesus, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the message I have had today. I thank you for the revelation you have given me. And I am tired. And and, 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 I'm tired of trying to do things my way. Come into my life. I and take this baggage off of me. And help me to live a better life. I confess that I have sinned. But I don't want to be a sinner anymore. I want to have everlasting life. I believe that Jesus you died for me. And you rose again. So tonight or today. My sins die with you. And I come to life with you. I come alive with you. My marriage comes alive with you. My office comes alive with you. Remove my names from the book of death. And write them in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, because I am now saved. I confess without being forced that I am saved. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Right, guys, do you hear the rooster? <laughs> it sends its love. Uh, by the way, I don't believe it's one of mine. It must be the neighbors because mine are very cute and humble. They just walk around and eat grass and, and rice and things. So that noise must be the neighbor's rooster. But yeah, it sends its regards. Cool. Okay, have a very good day and God bless you. Bye-bye. And if you have any questions, you can email me on um, the word by Michelle at gmail.com. Lower cups, the word by Michelle at gmail.com. Okay, God bless you. Bye-bye.